This is Nullius in Verba, a podcast about science, what it is, and what it could be. It's co-hosted by me, Smriti Mehta from UC Berkeley, and me, Daniel Lagens from Eindhoven University of Technology. In today's episode, we discuss scientific vices. How can we tell the difference between justified confidence in one's scientific ability and unjustified arrogance? How do we deal with negative feelings toward other scientists? What is the difference between building one's career and careerism? And what do we do about scientists who do not care about the truth? Enjoy. Okay, Daniel. Mm-hmm. So, if I were to ask you to describe a prototypical scientist, how would mm. you describe prototypical mm-hmm. scientist? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes, but uh, <laughs> prototypical one uh-huh. probably very diligent okay. and um, very much. Focused um, in pursuit of a goal, mm-hmm. and um, hardworking. Yeah, um, a little bit maybe uh, uh, a little bit too obsessed uh, with with what they're doing. Uh, at least according to everybody around them. But I think mm. uh, you know that's a typical thing for I think some scientists. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, and is this are you are you saying that this is sort of the ideal version or this is normative? You know, I think I I don't know. I hope I see a lot of people. Yeah, no, I think especially this like being a little bit like super focused on something and wanting to figure something mm-hmm. out. I think a lot of my colleagues can right. can be that way about yeah. things uh-huh. that they care about. You know, their own topic. Yeah, I think that's quite common. Hmm. Yeah. Because I, I was recently reading something and where it was mentioned that, oh, people typically think of scientists as brash and boastful. And oh. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, do hmm. they? And I'm wondering, hmm. do, do you think that's true? Like when people think of scientists, like I'm, I'm, I uh-huh. do wonder, like what, what, what is like the general yeah. perception well, of what scientists are like? Yeah, I mean, it depends if you have like the brothers right or something and you're inventing an airplane and you're going, you know, you're going to sit in it actually and then fly. <laughs> that, that, that feels like brash and, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there might be some of those uh, people working on some topics where, mm-hmm. where you can do this, but I, it's not the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. that we are doing this? Yeah, It's a good question. I think that, I I do think that... In some sense, the way academia is now, we might be encouraging a certain amount of boastfulness, mm, mm, um, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is something. So today, the topic that we're going to discuss today is intellectual vices, sort of a mirror episode of our intellectual mm-hmm. virtues episode where we're talking about, yeah, what are some things, what are some qualities or attributes of um, scientists that might not be the best um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. that might affect the way they do science? And I do think that... Mm-hmm. In academia right now, it does it does pay to be boastful, right? Or and you're mm-hmm. almost sort of encouraged to be boastful, in yeah. the sense that you have to make a case for oh why is this important to study? Why am I the right person to study it? 
and you're, you know, even if you're trying to get published, it's like, why is this novel, right? You have to show that, oh, what yeah. I'm doing is something important. It's something novel. It's new. So there is this sort of thing where it's almost there's both probably an in incentivization of people who are naturally that way, but also trying to push people mm -hmm. a little bit in that direction. So, yeah. 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 And especially all the people who are not awesome and making really important contributions to science like I am. You know, I mean, so these other people, they really need to boast a little bit about it. I mean, right. I can just be completely be honest. honest. Yeah. But yeah, some people have to be a little bit boastful. I think that's true. Uh, yeah. And and it's kind of weird because sometimes you see these things, you know, you uh -huh. read somebody's bio mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's weird because I just I just wrote a grant. And then you also have to write stuff about yourself. And mm -hmm, you have to say, yeah. why am I the person right. of everybody in the world? Why am I the person who yeah. has to get this uh -huh. grant, basically? Uh -huh. Well, how can you not? I mean, you have to be. You have to you, be. you literally yeah. have to say, you have this much money. Yeah. There are many more people who want money. And right. you should give it to me because. Because, yeah, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> you, you literally have to say, I'm at least better than, well, in this grant, it's very competitive. So you yeah. like 10% 10, 10 is awarded or something. So you basically right. have to go in and say, well, I'm clearly better than the other 90%. Because otherwise, yeah. you can just as well mm -hmm. not write the grant. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. the question maybe, and that's the question that I, I have in my mind now, and, and, and you're still young and not so spoiled, so maybe you can tell me. Well, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I will contest yeah. the truth of either of those statements, but well, okay, fair, let's we'll, go we'll ahead. see, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> the question is, so when I write this grant, Mm -hmm. I can really think there's a moment where I really think and sometimes I, I say this to my wife, right? So I have to say something like, yeah, you know, I think they should really give it to me this <laughs> this money, you know, no, no, but I mean, yeah, yeah, you I really, mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to write it for fun. I mean, I think right. You I really, really think, I mean, maybe some people write a grant, they're like, yeah, I, I shouldn't get it, you know? And I have felt this way, by the way, mm. in the past. I've written stuff where I thought, yeah, but now I'm, you know, I'm, I think I'm really, you know, sometimes working on things where I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, yeah, maybe, maybe give it. Yeah. But the question is, am I just losing it a little bit? Am <laughs> I now so full of myself that I, <laughs> I really think that what I do is really important? Because... You know, if you ask me to reason in the opposite direction, which never happens, nobody ever asks me, Daniel, right. explain explain why you're in the 90% that shouldn't get this money, mm -hmm. right? I mean, always we have to be focused on why should I get it? But yeah. if you ask me to write a very long piece of text why I'm in the 90%, then that would be salient to me. Mm. But over the years, yeah, I've basically had to write stuff why I'm in this, you know, top percent and good and stuff. And then... I think maybe I feel it sometimes. I feel sometimes like, yeah, but maybe I, I, sh I am pretty good. I am. No, yeah. <laughs> I think so. And that's that's when my wife basically says, "Yeah, Daniel, you're like you're so arrogant. You're so arrogant. That's you know, she'll tell me this. Like you're so arrogant. Really? Um, yeah, but I don't know. How do I know if I'm like when am I when am I arrogant? And and when are people just really? I don't know think they're good right and how how do yeah. we know the difference because boastful sort of means that you don't really think right you're boasting you're overdoing it you you don't think you're it's more than honest. right mm. yeah i mean it is such a fascinating 
question because it's like you have evidence, right? You've you've seen the kind of work that you've done, what you've achieved in your life. So you have some evidence to, you know, either support the idea of whether you're good or not. But it's like, mm. yeah, how do you how do you balance that with? Yeah, you don't want to seem like you're arrogant. Like, I mean, I think I've been called sort of overconfident. Um, mm. Our common friend, Paul Connor, I remember having a conversation with him. Mm. He was a, he, his like second grade teacher called him arrogant. So I, mm. maybe we're all like in this group of people who are just, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a selection criteria. You don't make it all the way here unless you're a little bit arrogant. Hmm. But, but hmm. there is a certain amount of right. You do have to, you know, trust in your abilities and think you're good enough if you are going to go out and be like, yeah, no, I'm the person to yeah. do it. And I have some, you know, evidence to back up the claim because otherwise you're, you know, if you're really good yeah. at something and you walk around thinking you're not, like even that is delusional, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and you get some evidence throughout. It's true. Right. I mean, uh, not just in terms of empirical work, but even the moment you get hired as a PhD right. student. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't get hired don't. as. A, I mean, you know, here it's a job, so it's quite competitive. So there are people who don't get hired for a job, and then right. every step after this, mm -hmm. there's a big chunk you know, doesn't go on for yeah. whatever reason, but some would want to go on, but they don't manage to find a place. Right. Um, yeah. So there are all these moments where you're like, no, but what I'm doing is really is good. good. And then there's, I mean, <sighs> there's a lot of failure in academia as well, right? So you would mm -hmm. think that if, if you were not good enough, reality mm -hmm. would like hit you in the face at some point, right? There's a lot of rejection. Yeah. Like you say, right. There's yeah. a lot of these things are such, you know, the, the, the acceptance rate of so many things is so small. That you yeah. would eventually figure out if you were um, not good enough, but it's it is hard, right? It's hard being in like finding the balance between you don't want to seem sort of full of yourself mm -hmm. and arrogant while at the same time maintaining like a healthy level of no, but I am. Even the way you said it was kind of I don't, and I and I honestly do think that I've had to sit. I've been yeah, you know, called like prideful mm. and sort of you know maybe overconfident, and I've had to sit and think about it. And the one thing I always come back to is that. I don't think that people who are honestly like full of themselves and arrogant sit and ponder like, you know, seriously, <laughs> like take that kind of criticism seriously and sit and think, oh, am I, you know? So that gives me know. some that that's gives just, me some hope. <laughs> yeah, but I feel that's just a pretty random convenience criteria that everybody uses who actually ponders this. They're like, but surely, you know, surely. Yeah. It's like those 20 people, people are, are really telling ballsy. me <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I'm arrogant, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I mean, you can definitely be, you know, go a little bit overboard and saying that your yeah. accomplishments or, you know, um, like because science is such a social endeavor. Right. And um, there's this um, recently there were a, another couple of fraud cases. And any, right. every time this happens, mm -hmm. one thing I find very interesting is somebody will come up with this statement saying, you know, it's this person committed fraud and now everything they will have done, they have mm -hmm. done, is now erased, mm -hmm. right? Because if it's really fraud, we just have to scratch it from the scientific record. Mm -hmm. And and they say, somebody will say something like, okay, so there was this person with scientific fraud. It was now scratched off the scientific record and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this, I've, I've heard this happen again mm -hmm. and again in the past. And mm -hmm. people also said this, for example, with uh, the fraud case in the Netherlands, Diederik Stapel, they said, yeah. you know, you erase everything. So it also feels that on the one hand, you can 
you know, say, yeah, I'm very accomplished. And and those people who committed fraud mm. recently, like these mm-hmm. examples, are people who, you know, have all reason to say, yeah, I made I'm it. Very, you know, I am in yeah. the top percent. It, they can boast a little and nobody can really talk back because they have good things to they boast They have millions about. of dollars and, you know, Popular lucrative books and whatever, and, yeah. mm-hmm. jobs at places right. where people want to work, <laughs> all these kind yeah. of things. So they can boast about yeah. all that stuff. Like everybody knows them, whatever. They can boast about all sorts of stuff. But they are like the... P- potent but sterile intellectual rakes that Neil <laughs> talks about, right? They've done a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But if we took it all away, like from, yeah, wiped it all away, n- none yeah. of that would matter, right? None yeah. of it does matter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that, but that's, I think, the the counterpoint. So, I mean, it's easy to sort of boast, but then it's also easy to think, yeah, if you would take everything away, would it really matter? matter? And I think that's, we don't think about that re- that direction. It's actually, mm. I think I find that a very good direction to think mm. about. So I don't really think like, okay, I did this thing. Yeah, maybe somebody else would do it as well or something. You know, all the boastful things. I mean, yeah. so much of this stuff that happens that you can boast about is just uh, the Matthew effect, for example. Like, right. I, mm-hmm. I feel, I, I don't yeah. just feel the Matthew effect. I see, see the Matthew yeah. <laughs> effect benefit me now, right. you know, uh-huh. because I've gotten like things in the past uh-huh. and then whatever. I see, I can literally see right. people make evaluations. So, so that you should sort of dismiss. That's not mm-hmm. really your own accomplishment. But, you know, on the other hand, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you look back, okay, you know, if you would erase everything, maybe it would matter a little bit. You know, maybe that, that doesn't feel so boastful, actually. That seems like a good good criterion to have. Yeah. Like yeah. if you would delete everything I've done, it would probably matter a little bit. But the scope, but I do really feel and I think I probably really overestimate how much my work has impacted things. Because you're just yourself, you know? Right. You see science through your own eyes <laughs> all the yeah. time. Right. And and you see what you do and your uh-huh. own work getting cited and whatever. So you're so aware of your own stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you, you we don't really sit and think, yeah, but this other person has done, like, look at how much, like today I was emailing with somebody and, um, you know, nice, just back and forth email. And, and then I thought, but I just thought for a moment, like, yeah, you know, this person, they did this. Yeah. They did this stuff that I like. They did yeah. this stuff that I like. Like, I don't really think all the time, like, wow, they actually, you know, and, uh, but they, they did a lot of good stuff. So, yeah. so I think if you make comparisons like that, right. Yeah, then, it's then you're like, like, wait, but why was I so proud about my own things? Because many people have actually done that, quite yeah. a lot of cool stuff. If you think about it. If you think about it, it's av- availability bias, right? You have yeah. access to all the things that you have done all the time. Exactly. Um, whereas you don't, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's a good point to remember, yeah, yeah. to be to be yeah. humble and sort of yeah keep in mind that other people are also doing cool work. Um, yeah. Okay, so we arrogance is a good one to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. What are some other intellectual vices? Well, I have one one that I want to um, bring up as well, and it's one that when I was a PhD student, young, mm-hmm. I always thought I'll never do it because I, I saw other people do it around me mm-hmm. uh, and and it's basically being I guess spiteful or something oh. you know like you have a dislike of certain scientists you make something personal so it's a tiny mm-hmm. thing but basically you know when it happens in families or stuff, you know <laughs> you have a large you know everybody uh, has some sort of family issues somewhere yeah. so but but then you think, but this is work. Can we just keep it professional? Can yeah. we keep emotions out of it? Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that at least I have 
the vice, then mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't just ignore stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, but you know, this, you you did this then or something. You become, yeah, yeah. A little, and, yeah. Yeah, and then if somebody does something a couple of times, you know, you want to, you should just stay super professional and stuff, but you, you let your emotions taint uh, how you act towards some people. And now on the one hand, I think it's kind of obvious that you'll like some people more mm-hmm. than others, but you actually dislike some people. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, it's so interesting. And I actually think we should do a podcast, like sort of touching on this topic of hmm. like what I think we, maybe I should have mentioned it in the, in the. Wait, what are we doing now? Aren't we doing a podcast? No, no, <laughs> I mean, we, no, no, <laughs> like on the topic that I'm going to mention. Oh, okay, okay. Which I think is um, like disinterestedness or a certain amount of like, mm, you know, mm, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ob- objectivity and fairness. As a, mm-hmm. th- that you should, I think, operate with as a scientist yeah. because, of course, we're human, right? We do yeah. like some people and we do dislike some people as humans, and that's totally natural and normal, right? But and, yeah. and I sometimes think about it like, but imagine, and we, you see it even in our discipline as well, right? Even as science, mm-hmm. even as a community, there are people that we all dislike, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we've all collectively mm-hmm. agreed that we're not going to listen to them, right? Mm-hmm. But then I think about well, it, but so so this <laughs> yeah. is it. So th- but this is it. So going from the first part, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. to the second part yeah and and that's where i think it becomes a vice i think you know mm. saying that you don't really like people that's fine but i have the feeling that the the real prototypical scientist would be like but that, but that should not influence me yeah i should it shouldn't and, yeah and not mm-hmm. just like i i should still read your papers or listen because i think we often still read papers actually maybe we even read papers by people we dislike a little bit <laughs> more spice, like what are they yeah. up to now what are they up <laughs> yeah. to now what are How these people I, yeah, doing yeah. yeah you know finding, finding mistakes in there yeah, uh-huh. yeah yeah but but you wouldn't like you don't invite them or include right. them or or the best thing you should probably do is sometimes work with, with them, them because yeah. it's best but you don't do it out of this sort of yeah feeling yeah yeah, I, yeah. I just feel so bad having to say <laughs> that I do this, but I, I I turned into this person. And honestly, as a PhD student, uh-huh. I, I saw other people really? have these kind huh. of interactions huh. with each other, yeah. you know, and because they develop over time, you have to have right. repeated interaction to get them. Yeah. So you don't have them yet as a first year PhD student. But I right. saw other people like them. I'll do better than this. Uh, I will never end up like this. Yeah, I I failed. I failed. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Like why? Like even like it's so interesting that you you knew that. Oh, this is something I should look out for and and avoid. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good reason why it happens. But I think there's just some things that happen that rub you the wrong way. I think it's some sort of conflict about certain... Uh, in my case, it's often about values, you mm. know, where I think, okay... And, and you can have that in friendships, you know. In friendship, mm. you can mm-hmm. have something mm-hmm. like, for example... Um, I don't know if you're friends, you're there for each other or something, or you would mm-hmm. never lie to each other. Yeah, I mean, scientists wouldn't lie, but you know, there's something in a friendship that happens where there's a violation of a certain I see. principle yeah. or yeah, value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I have this with some scientists where I just often because I feel, look, you're just pushing your own thing. Yeah. You know that you're pushing your own thing at mm-hmm. the expense of a much more nuanced or better thing. Yeah. But you don't, but you can keep doing this. Well, that's something that I can get upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And then I just like, you know, then I will dis- not dismiss this, but then I'll have this feeling about them. Like, yeah. You're not. Yeah. So you're mm. bothered by their arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, ar- yeah maybe it's or- not arrogance, but like their lack of 
I don't know what I would call probably a critical scientific attitude. They're too, mm. maybe too biased. But that's my judgment. I also know it's my judgment. I might mm. exaggerate, you know, or um, I might just be wrong or whatever, you know. But anyway, it's the, the perspective that I have. And then, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you're just like a bit annoyed about them or something or whatever. I don't know. You get these personal feelings that play feeling. along. Yeah, which yeah. is, and it's, again, it's such a human thing that, that they come into play. But I think, it is hard, to, but but as a scientist, you know, the goal mm-hmm. I think always should be to sort of try to keep your, yeah, personal sort of biases, especially with this kind of thing. Because, I mean, it is, you know, again, science is a sort of social thing. So I mean, we mm-hmm. say, you know, you get jobs and it's competitive. Yes, but so much of it also chance, right? So much of mm-hmm. it might also depend on whom you like versus not like. And I think if you yeah. start letting that, instead of sort of being a little bit more like, okay, let's look at the facts and the data to make the judgments mm-hmm. instead of how we feel. It's hard to do, right? It's hard to do, yeah. but I think it is kind yeah. of important. Um, yeah, but I- yeah. It's it, But it's difficult how to do that, I think. And I also feel that the thing that I am doing is mm-hmm. um, on on the way to um, like friend politics. How do you say mm-hmm. this? Like, you know, that you... So so it will because you have certain uh, preferences for mm-hmm, some people mm-hmm, over other mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. that are that are slightly detached maybe from scientific impact yeah. people mm-hmm, have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you prefer some people over others and you you know you recommend some people over others, so mm-hmm. you get some sort of friend thing right. yeah. going yeah. on mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is a bit you know in terms of politics like you know in recommending someone else for a talk right. for example, you're like yeah I have to ask that person, but you would. Don't ask that other person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not like this is what I spend my days on, you know. But <laughs> it but it bleeds into other things. It's not just the feeling exactly. between two people. It feeds into the social, it, the whole social network, the whole system um, itself. But it it's sort of related to something else that mm-hmm. I think is is sort of important, which is when you're like like you were saying, right? That there are people who it becomes like. Like I've I've had like interactions with people where I'm like, okay, we need to figure out how to do this. And I'm like, this is what I recommend mm-hmm. because of X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tell that people are questioning that or challenging that, not because not because it's like objectively a bad suggestion, but because it's coming from me, right? So it's like this mm-hmm. thing of like, oh, it's my my thing versus yours as opposed to what is the best way to do this. And I think it's it's really detrimental to science when that starts happening from a scientific, right? It's not about like, hey, we're just trying to understand what the phenomena is, like what's going on. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's your theory versus my theory. And it becomes this sort of interval. And I think that can be really, really yeah. bad, right? When it just becomes this. And I've, you, you know, I mean, there are famous cases of people, you know, who used to be friends, at, you know, that's something in our department where people had like, there was like tension about like who was right. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. even a, like, we're trying to understand this. It was about, oh, you're wrong, and I'm right, and this and that, and then they're not friends mm-hmm. anymore. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not how mm-hmm. we should be, right? This is not this is not a he said, she said, right? We're not all, yeah, yeah you know, or who can shout the loudest. It's, you really should be focused on, like, wh- you know, what is going on, right? Yeah. And yeah. maybe ego is something we should, like, we're coming back to a little bit in some of these things, right? I think having a big and maybe a fragile ego is maybe a, a, a huge vice, um, mm-hmm. as a scientist mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it's also so difficult to get rid of and um i think 
uh, we might not have discussed this, uh, but there is a very nice paper by Mitrov from uh, 1974, hmm. uh, which is about counter norms. So what we're sort of talking about is, you know, the things you're not supposed to do. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so these counter norms and exactly this sort of fighting, like I'm right, you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. wanting to be right, you know, yeah. and um, and fighting for your side. And uh, he studied um, the Apollo um, scientists who mm. basically uh, got, you know, spaceships to the moon. And they yeah. were there was also scientific miss- missions. So there were a lot of scientists involved who were using those missions for scientific research. Mm-hmm. And they could finally test some stuff. And, uh, and he interviews a lot of them. And it's such a nice set of quotes in that whole paper about people are like yeah you know this is a jerk this is a real jerk but sometimes he's just just saying the right thing at the right time and i mean you know so we need we need this person around but no Uh yeah and those kind of things so you see all the affective uh, things going on and also people saying yeah yeah you know, you have to fight like this for your theory hmm. sometimes because otherwise it would die prematurely. It needs like a, you know, somebody, somebody to yeah, fight defend for it, it, advocate for yeah. it, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And and then they say like, and, and who would do this for years if you weren't like personally right. invested in all those things? Hmm. And if you are then personally invested, because mm-hmm. that's the only way that you can hang on to your theory for five years and really severely test it, give it the best shot that yeah. it deserves, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and if that only works because you're personally invested, yeah, then we yeah. can't get rid of the personal investment, right? I mean, that's just right. part of it. And then and then those people will also, if you say, oh, I, I read your theory, ha, it's mm. really stupid, you know, yeah. I really think it's a stupid <laughs> yeah. theory. Uh-huh. They will be upset. Right. So yeah. you can't get, re- I mean, I don't know, un- unless we all become enlightened and completely and robots zen about and it. Completely. Well, yeah, robots. Know. Yeah, robots maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AI is yeah. taking over. So yeah, you know, exactly. there's hope. <laughs> They'll be completely rational. Yeah, robots. But I mean, yeah, no, I think you're totally right. You need somebody who cares about it enough to sort of hang on and try to defend and advocate for their theory. But it is, mm. God, it, I think it's such an, like, really, you know, like being able to separate yourself from your ideas, I think mm-hmm. it's just such an important thing that mm-hmm. we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to teach it. Like, how do you? Yeah, but mm-hmm. but becoming mm-hmm. more Zen, I, I, I think it's yeah. a kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think here the tricky thing is especially that this builds over time. So by the time that you really get invested mm. in certain stuff, because I think, yeah, when I was younger, I think up to, you know, when I was in science for maybe... 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really invested in anything so much. And it took, you know, but then slowly I started to, yeah, yeah. maybe got a bit more opinionated about certain things and a bit mm-hmm. more confident. Like I think, no, no, but this mm-hmm. is really, mm-hmm. you know, this is something. And and then it starts to slowly build, but then yeah. you don't get any education anymore. Nobody right. tells you what to do. Like you've really been in science, like, you know, long enough mm-hmm. so that people let you do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe in the most lucky situation, some people do this, they get a mentor, you know, like right. they pick a mentor. They mm. pick somebody like, I have a very good friend, um, uh, a friend and colleague. Mm-hmm. And she's like five years, a little bit like, or more or less five years um, uh, longer in science than I Okay. And I very often have to ask some stuff like, mm. okay, so, you know, I'm now dealing with this thing or so it's very useful to have nice. somebody just a couple of years beyond because they can say, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I remember, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know, it becomes super busy or you get this thing or yeah. you get these responsibilities or stuff. And um, yeah, but anyway, I don't know 
uh, how you build it in that you learn this, but maybe a mentor discussing it with people, these feelings, but I don't think we do. No. And I guess, yeah, it like surrounding yourself with people who would challenge you, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. put you in your place when that's needed. Yeah. 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 That's kind yeah. of important. Um, that's it is why like, I like my my wife calling me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, really makes me yeah. think about whether right. I am or not. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, Same. I no, think my, definitely. Yeah, I think my sister called me condescending some time ago, and I was like, okay, yeah, I should, I should, I should keep that in check. But it's yeah. just one of the reasons why I like talking to my siblings is because if I say something mm-hmm. like that's just bullshit, I'm sure they will call me out on it, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah And I think we've yeah. talked about it on the podcast before, like, right? You do need friends who are able, who will be able yeah. to sort of, you know, yeah. Because you don't want to you out on your bad call, behavior. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. need that. Which brings me to a vice that I think another vice that I've seen that bothers me. And that's cowardice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that um, especially in the scientific realm where I think in some cases, right, if we are the people who are arbiters of truth right and things like policies might be made or decisions on how things will what what will happen out in the world might be based on the kind of information we give then isn't it our responsibility to speak up for the truth when it's needed even when it's mm-hmm. you know nobody wants to hear it even when it's uncomfortable right mm-hmm. and so it it mm-hmm. bothers me when i see people sort of just keeping their heads down not mm-hmm. speaking up when they need to even though they have you know scientific opinions that are no. maybe unpopular because they're yeah. worried about the social consequences. I'm like, then, then mm-hmm. you know, what's the point of having these titles and being in this yeah. very, very, you know, and it is a privileged position, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. What, what, like, why, why be here if you're not willing to sort of stand up for the truth? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's an important one. I, I think it's. I had to think it's also a bit related to what I sometimes see is people be. I, I don't know a little bit like. It's difficult to find the right terms in a, you know, in English, but I think maybe like we weasel out of situations, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and that might just be saying something like, yeah, well, you know, I said, I said that this is a thing, but, but of course all scientific claims are sort of, and you're like, no, no, but you really claimed this on whatever mm. national television that there's, a, and now you're uh, weaseling out of, you know, interesting. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but yes, um, saying things that are um, yeah, standing up for certain things, you know. Um, right. Yeah, it's super important. Um, but in this social system, also a thing that is more than anything punished. I think if people speak out against, you know, that you have this black sheep effect, for example, in <laughs> social psychology. So if you become the black sheep, like you know, you don't want this. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, because then in nobody place, invites you to talks. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, nobody invites you to talks. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's important, but don't, people don't really want to hear it. And uh, it's interesting because in some fields it happens a bit more than in others. I don't know. But I have to think about parapsychology. You have Susan Blackmore, who was sort of a skeptic. She, I think maybe she started as somebody who thought hmm. it might be real. And then she uncover, uncovered some fraud cases even Ooh. and stuff. And really in this field, she became one of the big, yeah, um, People who basically said, no, what we're doing is a mess, you know, mm-hmm. a, a big critic in this field. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if she's still invited for uh, <laughs> you know, the, the yearly conference or something. Uh, probably you have to leave the field after you've really been that critical. Then you right. move on. 
I guess. Is, I don't is know. parapsychology still an active area of research? It still is. It still is. You can you can buy it just, you know, now you can buy devices right. you plug in and that create some sort of shared mind network stuff. No, it's really like, yeah. The, that's amazing. And I'm I'm kind of sad that we did not bring it up in our snobismus in our previous episode. Mm. Because I later was like, God damn it. Like that is one where we're obviously you know, looking down upon a whole field, you know, and I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. without any. Maybe, maybe yeah. with some good reason, though. Maybe, Sorry for all well, the parapsychology. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, if it turns out to be true, Daniel, we're going to have to eat our words. We're going to have to eat when they, you know, when quantum, exactly. when quantum mechanics is advanced enough and they're like, no, we yes. actually figured it out. It's all true. It's all true. Yeah. And no, then we'll no, be then, like, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also the only defense, I think, that we keep people, you know, that they can keep going on like this. Like it's this very remote possibility. We just want to, yeah, have some of the craziest ideas also studied, but, but, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, this brings me to, like, I mean, another, I mean, this is a small one, but I do think it's mm. related to close-mindedness i think is mm-hmm. another vice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because i mean mm-hmm. of course we're here like of course we're as ah. real right but you do <laughs> You're just have now to... insulting me after i was already arrogant and i'm also close-minded about no 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 i mean no no i mean we do you know that like it is important to always like right oh we mm. should always be like oh yeah things could turn out a different way there's always a possibility right no matter yeah. how sure we are that esb is not real you, yeah. we, we cannot be 100% sure, right? And I'm not yeah. saying... You can take it yeah. to a, another extreme where people start believing all kinds of, you know, all, all kinds of things mm-hmm. and then you don't want to... Right? I love that quote. I may have said this on the podcast before, but it's like when you're so open-minded, your brain falls out, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like you, you mm-hmm. don't want to mm-hmm. be in that position, but of course you should, you should also not be right. You should not be at either end of this extreme, right? Yeah. Like even, yeah. even though we're totally... Like it would have to be, take something absolutely, you know extraordinary for us to change our mind about parapsychology there's still like a point zero 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 one possibility right yeah yeah but then i have have the feeling that if you want to talk about those things that Mm -hmm. you know if you want to keep the option open like Mm -hmm. you can talk about it and always keep the option open but Uh i actually maybe it's my frequentist um probability uh, mm-hmm. fondness that i have mm-hmm. but i just you know after a certain moment if the probability drops below a certain value <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. then i am just gonna act you act know as according if, oh, to sure. my yeah. mm-hmm. name and pearson approach like i'm just gonna act like this is just not true and i know that there's a certain error probability with mm-hmm. that statement yeah. but i am just gonna move on with my life and act as if that is not true i'm not gonna wander around and say well there's a minute probability <laughs> that there is sure but we also have to do real life stuff <laughs> you know we have to have actions and divide money and just decide what to study and then i'm just gonna act and right. close close that door yeah, yeah. close the I mean, door yeah. sorry and that's fair and that's not i mean yeah i think that's in line with what i'm saying right i mean there's I mean, there's a yeah. th- there's the same amount of probability that I will die today, right? I'll walk out of the door and get hit by a bus, but I don't act mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not like no, I no, have that in the back of exactly. my mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, but there's, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- there's another topic where close, um, closed-mindedness becomes, I think, because now we're just talking about probabilistic, like what can be true, which right. things can be true or not. Mm-hmm. But, but you can also, uh, it's interesting if you move it up to a level where you're talking about philosophies, uh, on of science hmm. and and there i think what is your view there because are you like no 
all different approaches to knowledge lead to knowledge. It doesn't matter where it comes from. There is no scientific method. Uh. Like there you also have people who say we have to be much more open-minded. Many uh. different ways of knowing. To get to the truth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can already just say that I feel I'm very close-minded there. I'm not mm. open to many other approaches than uh, some some that I like. Yeah, right. which which I, many people really feel is a bad thing as a scientist. They're like, yeah, you're just, you know, they they would criticize. I have the feeling exactly me. But I mean, yeah, no, that's a good point and a good example to bring up because I think this, because that touches on something that's fundamental about the approach, right? It's not being open-minded mm-hmm. about, you know, constructs mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever phenomena that mm-hmm. might exist. It's more about, it's tapping into something very fundamental about what a scientific approach is. So if you start challenging yeah. that and saying, oh, no, you know, your feelings are one way to get to the truth or some stuff like that, mm-hmm. like that's not that's not in line with this no. fra- this whole framework, right? That's sort of yeah, in but conflict with... you're just very with... close-minded. You're just well, close-minded. I mean, you know, if you just yeah, plug in this... Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> if you just plug in this device that connects to all these other devices over the internet and that creates actually an artificial consciousness that can talk to you and tell you <laughs> the truth, those parapsychologists would tell you, you know, just plug in this device and you can also get access to the truth. I mean, ChatGPT <laughs> is getting pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. But that's an interesting one because is it was it Fire Robin who was just like mm-hmm. yeah, everything goes we should allow everything everything anyway, goes everything goes yeah yeah, yeah. and just- and I, <laughs> I I get annoyed by Fire Robin I mean I just get like you know physically I feel like just annoyed if I have to read against yeah. method I just yeah. you know I just want to throw a book through a window or something after it yeah. but there are some people who love it who are like yeah huh. no that's everything goes that is science you know and that I, I don't feel maybe I should be more open-minded you know really I don't know but I can't like I, I just, it's a limitation I have. Maybe a vice. I'm not sure if it's a vice, but maybe um, it is a vice. No, I'm not, I'm not sure it is, right? Because, well, m- maybe. And because you have the same thing. You're because I have the same yourself. thing. Well, but we have it, to have a bit more diversity no, in our podcast no, here. No, but I guess what say. I'm trying to say is that, but imagine <laughs> we were, but imagine we were dancers <laughs> and somebody got up and said, well, but you can also dance just standing absolutely still. Yeah. Right. You'd be like, yeah. no, like that is totally not, <laughs> you can't, right? Like that is totally in opposition of what dancing is supposed yeah. to be. You do kind of have to move, right? So if it's I, I something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. No, I, I understand the point. But anyway, yeah. I feel, um, you know, and sometimes I guess we're never completely sure if it is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do or uh-huh. how much. But but I definitely feel... Um, could be more open about this. I also, sorry to judge, but I feel you could also be a bit more open to different ways of knowing. I also never know what these different ways of knowing are, by the way. You <laughs> just say different ways of knowing, and then I know it's not like, you know, not like methodological falsificationism, which is what right. like, most people are doing. Uh, or or just like interviews, you know, descriptive. I we have all these predictions. We have right. all these approaches that we've worked out, but there are other ways of knowing as well. I feel like mostly what people mean when they say that is just personal experience, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that they, they just mean like, oh, it, it happened yeah, to I me so. and I feel this way, so it must be true, which I mean, mm-hmm. who's to mm-hmm. say a lot of psychologists get their ideas about what to study that way, right? That, so that's it's, true. I mean, it's, it's good it's inspiration, very, but yeah, I'm not so in- sure if it's good 
confirmation. Confirmation. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm just not open for those kind of things. Just nah, my it's yeah. Just I mean, you know, at least we're honest about our vices, so we should get brownie points for that. I have we're... a long list, long list of them already. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing, one thing I can. I feel like I can one one vice I feel like we can honestly say we don't have is careerism. Would you agree? Oh, that's that's on your list, careerism. Yes. Yeah. As as we are sitting here in our podcast promoting ourselves, <laughs> like I mean, what are you still pretending we're, that we actually not, have an interest in this? I mean, we're not promoting just... ourselves. We're promoting science. We're promoting S. science. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we're promoting. This is for the greater good. This is for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. And we, if we're promoting ourselves. We'd be, you know, we would have a, you know, Substack and a whatever. And we'd be making, you know, raking in money. And uh, oh, yeah. oh, that's, yeah, that is, a, that's the distinction. Substack is the distinction. Podcast. Well, maybe, I maybe, think, maybe I think there are some people, some yeah. people listening who would say, you know, no, people having a podcast is already like, you know, that's too much self-promotion already. But how does it help? Well, I guess, well, okay. I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess you can say it could help one's career. Sure. But we know we're not doing it because are we doing it? Okay. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm not I know, sure. My career is fine. My career is fine. I don't need anything. <laughs> don't need I don't need anything. No, no I'm, I'm not good. even sure I have a career. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine where I am. But um, yeah. no, I mean. It, okay, let's just be, let's go to the more extreme cases where uh -huh. it's clear that people have careerism. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I think I think most people, actually, it's interesting because I think podcasts are often seen as a thing where people are sort of, you know, they like to talk to themselves. But mm. I, I really think people do podcasts because they really like to talk about certain topics with each right. other. I think that's what really, because why would you do it anyway well, but yeah. um there are and, and things they, and they careerism. like the sound of their own voices yeah yeah but careerism is like you know being in a joining some sort of committee that you don't like doing doing things you don't like just because it's good on your resume right that's basically careerism yeah or you know or yeah doing things just because it gets you ahead you know trying yeah. to yeah, get in the good books of people who are important and trying to, mm -hmm. you know, do or mm -hmm. pick up topics that will get you ahead. Um, That's also interesting. There, 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 it's so difficult to distinguish. Like, sometimes I wonder, like, are you really interested in this topic? Right. And, it, and or, or is it just the hype? Opportunities. Yeah. You know, just your, yeah. 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 Also difficult to keep apart, you know, many of right. these things. But you have but a, anyway, people yeah. who just like publish a lot, a lot, right? And it's just, you can tell that, oh, you're, are you really interested in this, you know? Or yeah. is it you're just trying to, you know, put one, one thing after the other on your CV so you can get ahead? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, the, the area where I have a negative feeling where I feel it's careerism is people who just do a thing. Mm -hmm. Sort of a wild, not so well done experiment, but it sounds quite exciting. And then mm -hmm. they do something completely different after this and something completely after this. They're mm -hmm. always like, so either you just have hugely broad interests mm -hmm. in yeah. doing mm -hmm. quite an exploratory study about something and then you don't care about, care it, about anymore, it anymore, yeah. which mm -hmm. I find peculiar. Or you just want to, you know, do the one first sort of most exciting thing mm -hmm. and then move on to the next most yeah. exciting thing. Now, maybe yeah. those people say, no, I just really like to inspire other people. <laughs> to follow up on some yeah. research and i feel yeah. i am quite creative so i come right. up with all these kind of ideas and things. other people can go down Maybe. the road yeah but mm. but this is a bit more like okay you know you're just like you know 
planting a flag and then you don't do the hard work that's actually necessary yeah. often to follow up. Yeah. And I don't want to, yeah, and I don't want to discount that it is, I mean, we're talking about careerism, but people do need to worry about their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. You have, you know, responsibilities mm -hmm. and you need to make a living. So in mm -hmm. some sense, you right, you, if you want to have a good job and a decent career, you do need to sort of follow the rules and publish and, you know, promote yourself in a certain way. So, you know, it, yeah. it would be unfair to not take that into account as well. Yeah. But I think, but I, but I think the combination of sort of careerism and cowardice is where I think that hmm. you know mm -hmm. I I, th I think that is not great, right? Where you're mm. both sort of where you're so focused mm. on your career that again, and maybe this is more of a U.S. thing, but what I've seen is right where the people are just keeping their heads down because they don't want to get into trouble and they don't want to you know upset their colleagues and their people in their department, so they will mm. sort of not say things that they think. Um, yeah. that's not yeah. great, right? Or you don't want to upset or like, oh, even, and and I, it's a legitimate concern for people who are sort of, you know, early career researchers, graduate students mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. like, oh, we want to eventually get jobs. So I don't want to ruffle any feathers or say things. I mean, yeah, yeah. even, I mean, we yeah. recently have been having conversations about public uh, replications, right? Even stuff mm -hmm. like that is, takes a little bit of, right? Because you might end up upsetting the wrong people. Um, and Completely is that true. is that wrong to worry about that? Like, hey, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, or upsetting the wrong people, or also just doing something you think is important but is less valued right. in the current exactly. system. Right, it will not get so, you a fancy job, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually the opposite, and I have to say that I mean I'm quite pragmatic, and I would typically recommend people to at least you know also do a little bit of the stuff that will get you a job later. Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, uh, like start it's a just, podcast. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> no. I would probably recommend publishing a relatively high impact <laughs> paper about right. something novel enough, yeah. you know, that uh -huh. somebody is impressed by it. I mean, yeah. that would probably be my recommendation over most other things. So, because, do do good work yeah. is what you're saying, Daniel. That is always a good recommendation. You know, do do. Good work. Yeah, exactly. But it, but I think there are some people who would say, yeah, but why would I do new stuff? Uh, my work, my time is better spent just doing replications of stuff. Mm. And then I would say that might actually be true. Hmm. Uh, but hmm. you probably shouldn't be just doing this. You should also think about your career. You should also do some of the other stuff. Hmm. If for no other reason that for the long run, you have to make sure that you first have a career, then you can do more. Right. So even, you know, it even works out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. You have to distribute uh, the things that you end up doing a little bit. So, um, yeah, and is that just strategic? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like in a system where we would just evaluate people on how much was this thing needed. But we also evaluate people on have you shown that you are capable of doing X? And you're like, yeah, but who cares about this? We need this other problem solved. But this is the system that people are evaluated on. Yeah. But it's, Tricky. I mean, in, in some ways it is, I mean, the, the X, right? Can you do X? If that X is honestly like, hey, can you make original contributions to the literature? Then that's a fair, then that's a fair thing to expect from people who, again, I mean, like I said, like being a scientist is such a privileged position. Like you mm -hmm. are literally being paid to think. You know, that, that is your job, right? That is your job is to think and create new knowledge. So you should be able to show that you are able to do that, right? I, I don't know. In, in a system that is, you know, that works well, I think that's a fair 
that's a fair expectation to have, right? You're not you're not just sort of yeah, because anybody can do a rep. Well, I'm not saying doing replications is easy. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, <laughs> please don't come at me. I don't want to get canceled for this. <laughs> oh, you finally made a comment that is like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, no, it's, no, no, it's definitely but, not mm, easy mm, to do replications, but but mm, it mm. you know, but being but but it is you know it's it's much harder to to yeah make like contributions to the field to to your whatever line of research yeah. that are interesting and novel and and push yeah, things course. forward and you want that right you want people who are helping us make move, move things along yeah. right well yeah. i mean that's a sort of job selection kind of thing i guess yeah. but uh, in terms of careerism um you would not do any of the replication stuff right because i mean no maybe it's even worse maybe well, you would do one you would do one just to have it on your resume and then we'd say no no i also replicate stuff like here's my replication you know i think i mean i i know this happens in like the you know like other disciplines and i think we should adopt this this format and i've mentioned it in other places before but it's like anybody that's building on a research line right should first the first thing you should do is just replicate anything that you're building upon that should just be the norm right so it's not that the replication it's like this independent thing that you do separately it's like no anytime you're building on some existing work first replicate mm -hmm. what they have done then it's just yeah. part of part of the process right and it's not seen as this like yeah, yeah. our guard thing you're doing on the side to tear down other people's work no it's like oh this is what i'm interested in i'm gonna replicate mm -hmm. the stuff before and then add to that and i think that's yeah. such a more constructive and useful way to do replications right yeah. No, true. Yeah. Um, as we're talking about all these things, because you can you can do a replication just because it looks good on your resume, maybe mm -hmm. nowadays to have one. You can do them just because they're good science. Mm -hmm. And but I have the feeling that with the norms, like the good stuff, the the virtues, mm -hmm. um, they and I think we discussed this then. They come at a little bit of a cost. You know, mm -hmm. they're yeah. noticeable. Right. So you can, they're really kind of a clear signal. Like if you do, like, as you mentioned, like, you know, the opposite of being a coward is standing up for certain right. principles. And if you do that, it's super noticeable. I have the feeling that with this other side, these vices, yes, they're so difficult to keep apart because you can do them for the right. It's the, the behavior is not so clearly indicative of something being a vice. You can also do it actually for real reasons. So where a lot of these virtues, they clearly signal like, okay, yeah, no, you're doing a virtuous thing. But the vice is sometimes you're like, yeah, is it a vice or is you, are you actually doing it for a sort of good reason? Like, yeah, more difficult to keep them apart. That's so interesting because I thought you were going to go somewhere a little different mm -hmm. with that in that you will say that if it's, if it's a virtue, then it comes at a cost. But if it's a vice, there's some benefit in it for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Which yeah, is... that's also true. Right, that's also true. There's some benefit, but the benefit is um, there for many reasons. Like doing a replication is beneficial because it's just a good starting point for a study, or it can be good on your resume to show that you care or something. You know, so a careerist would do a rec uh, um, would do a replication just to have them on their resume. But then, then it would not good. be. But then it would mm -hmm. not be careerism, right? Then it's exactly. not advice. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if they don't, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. So it's <laughs> difficult to, I mean, for these uh, vices, you can often find a, a good reason. Legit, the like this, okay, I see. So what you're saying is that the same thing could be done yeah. for, the, for the right reasons versus the wrong reasons. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of these things, like conversations become tricky is because 
to figure out what it is, whether it's a vice or mm-hmm. not, you have to f- know what the intentions of the people doing them are. And exactly. you don't, right? You ne- yeah. you never know what people's intentions really are. Yeah, right? that's a very important point. Yeah, yeah. People make Which, inferences, yeah. though. People make inferences. Know? Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think, you know, a lot of, you know, discussions on Twitter and stuff, all day, like it becomes mm. very contentious because people make claims about other people's mm. intentions. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, th- that's a tricky, tricky conversation to have because you never have access to to what people actually think or what they actually no. were. Yeah. No, after. but that's a very interesting point. I think that happens a lot. And, yeah. Uh, and then people have their judgments ready. But yeah, you don't. It's much more difficult to figure out. And yeah, it's in such a complex system often where people make these decisions. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, but that's yeah. a, that's an interesting aspect of these vices. It makes them more difficult to identify, I guess. Right. Um, and also more difficult to do something about. Yeah. And who's to say? I mean, we had we had a conversation earlier, right? Where it was in our intellectual virtues episode. I mean, mm-hmm. being ambitious was listed as a virtue, right? Yeah. Which is not that different from being a careerist. So it's like, well, where's the line? Yeah. Between, yeah. you know, the sort of positive side of it, you know, mm-hmm. where you're ambitious mm-hmm. to the negative side of it, where it's now careerism. Same thing mm-hmm. with something like, you know, arrogance, right? Where is it like healthy self confidence the line between healthy self-confidence yeah. and, yeah. you know, a trust in your yeah. abilities to like, oh, now you're just a boastful, you know, arrogant bastard. Yeah. Completely right. Yeah. Because sometimes, for example, personally, I think that. I often promote, like I will often uh, send people links to my own textbook, which mm-hmm. is mainly just a collection of you know, right. a lot of my own work, but also of other work. But okay, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it like that could be super self-promotion stuff. Right. But mm-hmm. but like, you know, but I also really often believe that people yeah. really need to learn Benef- certain of these things. Otherwise, it, right. I wouldn't have written. But but it can come across as yeah, super exactly. you know, self-promotion kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's difficult. Um, there's, uh, we're not completely done with vices, I hope. I have one more that I think is mm-hmm. worth discussing. And that's a bit more clear, I feel, mm-hmm. um, uh, in, in it being a vice. And that is that I feel that some scientists don't really care about the truth. Hmm. So that I feel is actually one of the things that would upset me more than anything, careerism, I can understand that you're forced mm-hmm. to do this or, mm-hmm. you know, all the things I think we've discussed so far, I can sort of get behind. But let's say if there's one thing that I think mm-hmm. scientists should be doing, then it is caring about the truth. And and that would, you would show this by, you know, if, if somebody points out a clear mistake, you admit it for example, mm, right. you know, mm-hmm. you don't ignore it, which is actually what I often see. And I can get so annoyed by it yeah. if I see somebody say something and then you point out, no, but it's a mistake. And then they will just sort of yeah, ignore it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, no, no, I want you to say that this was a mistake, but they, okay. Uh, or, you know, people who um, ignore findings that counteract what the story is that they want to tell, and then they'll go, especially in popular media or something mm-hmm. where they don't get peer review, they will just make statements and tell stories. And you're like, come on, yeah. you can't, you can't seriously believe this. And here you could still maybe argue like they don't actually believe it, but sometimes I feel, at least I feel, maybe it's mm-hmm. my advice, but mm-hmm. I feel like, no, they can't, they can't believe this anymore. <laughs> this is so they far, don't even you know. Care. Yeah. They just don't, don't care. care. They yeah. don't care. 
Yeah. So this is sort of directly the opposite of the one we talked about in the virtues, which is the love of truth, right? Yeah. Really caring about truth and not. But I remember having a conversation at an SBSB meeting with a grad student, um, like Mm -hmm. an advanced grad student of like a really famous social psychologist who literally said to me, I think graduate students should get better at bullshitting. Mm. And I was Mm. like, what? Like, (laughs) no. Yeah. Like, that's the last thing you like. What? Yeah. Yeah. That is that is not what we should be encouraging people to do. That is the worst advice I think I've ever heard. Um, yeah. And I've heard some bad yeah. advice. Yeah. But uh, yes. that, that really takes the cake, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, it feels like some people do this or they just say something and they yeah. just try to. Don't care. I don't yeah. know. They, it, it, but it feels like sometimes it feels like you're interacting with like a five-year-old who's <laughs> trying to lie. And you're just like, we can see what you're doing here. You know, you're not really good at this. We can see. And it that will annoy me so yeah. much if you and, see it, you know. And you and, and I I'm actually not sure if the if the, you can relate to this, but I actually think it might have something, at least in the US, it might have to do something with the way people approach like their undergraduate education. Mm-hmm. And I think because so many people then end up like so many people who are graduate students just end up like they do their undergrad and then they end up in graduate school right after. And I think Mm -hmm. they don't never lose this rate because when you're undergrad, they're just trying to get grades and pass their Mm -hmm. classes. So -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do, right? You take a philosophy class and you just bullshit your way through it because all you do have to you have to fill like, you know, this like 20 page paper and submit it so you can get a grade. You don't really care about that. Right. I think that's Mm -hmm. how a lot of students approach um yeah mm. going to mm. college like it was just a thing and so then and then you know so then once you're done you 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 realize that your bullshitting is actually getting you good grades so you just keep doing it and you end up in grad school and i think mm. for a lot of them it's just oh we're gonna keep doing the same thing right it's just more bullshitting it's the same thing right you're just still writing academic papers now they just instead of your professor's desk they're gonna end up at an editor's desk but who cares right i'm just trying yeah. to get my right so i i think I think that might have something to do with it, but um, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a very interesting observation, and it made me think of a paper I read uh, quite recently. But the paper is from 1961, mm-hmm. and and it is an interesting paper because it's actually about uh, uh, replication projects oh. in education, uh, and it's by. Ezrin and colleagues, um, mm-hmm. and, and the study they're doing, the title of the paper is The Control of the Content of Conversation Through Reinforcement. So it's hmm. really just a content-based paper about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, conversations and how they work. Um, and and they uh, report three studies. But what the interesting thing is that the paradigm is actually super difficult to do well because mm. you have to engage in a conversation hmm. with people in a very unnatural kind of way. And it turns out that these students find it super difficult to do. Right. But then they don't tell anybody that they find it super <laughs> difficult to do. So they just don't they tell just the bullshit. truth. Yeah. <laughs> they bullshit. They just say, yeah, yeah, no, I did it. I did it. They just lie. <laughs> and um, and in one of the studies, it you know, like, I don't know, a huge number of the students, like a distressingly large number, not just one student, but yeah. like, you know, yeah. I think maybe most of them or something, just say, uh, no, I just made up some data because it was just impossible to do this. Yikes. So, but it, it yeah. comes out because yeah. there's a, a student who's also like a research assistant. One yeah. of the students is sort of like infiltrating and figures this out. Yeah. But this, if you read this, you're just like, okay, so all these people, they don't care about the truth. And now, I think it's already a problem if students don't care about the truth. Yeah. But I guess 
yeah, I guess, you know, it's for them. It's just education. It's just a grade. What do I need to do to get this grade? They're not, I don't know. They didn't sign up to be scientists yet. Like, I would okay, like no, them to sign Daniel, up. No, no. If, yeah. If it's, no. We're doing a bad job, right? If students as undergraduates have this kind of an attitude, something I, I is going very wrong, right? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But I think some are just there, like, I want this piece of paper. Right. Yeah. And there's very little as a teacher you can do about it, you know? They're just like, if I pass these courses, I get this piece of paper, and then yeah. I, I, I have what I want, and I'm off. And yeah. they don't care. So they're super instrumentalist about it. I don't like it, but, you know, they, they are at the university. And apparently in this course, mm-hmm. and they don't care about the truth. Uh, right. At least we didn't, maybe. And maybe it's a f- fault of a teacher that we didn't right. teach them about this. I, I guess you would sort of hope, you know, do we really need to teach students not to lie? I hope not. You know, I hope that they sort of have figured that out. <laughs> or, or, but apparently they yeah. just lie. Like, you know, they just do it. They just lie. Anyway, but yeah, if some of those people just move on and become scientists, you're like, yeah. They don't. They don't care about the truth. Like, that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's scary about it, right? It's, it's like scary. You, yeah, you, of course. It's like you have all the people who are doing fraud in science, which apparently yeah. the percentage might be much higher than we yeah. think. But then yeah. you have all the other ones who really don't care about it and are bullshitting their way through. It's like, well, that those yeah. are also lies. They're just not as yeah. bad as a fraud, but. You know. No, and, but that's such an interesting target group. Like, I really think so. Like, how many people really don't care? Yeah. I mean, I, I, w- I would love to know. I wouldn't know how to study it, but I would love... Like, the fraud cases are clear because then yeah. we have a clear marker. Okay, you didn't care about the truth because... Well, actually, it's not even so clear because, you know, people like... Uh, I think Dietrich Stapel uh, in his book say something like, no, I, I really cared so much about the truth that I just wanted to make it true. You know, I mean, mm, yeah. I wanted things to be a certain way. Right. Anyway, but we want people to care about the truth, not what they want. Not their, not their truth. Yeah, the exactly. truth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. but okay. So, but in these fraud cases, we have a clear signal like right. they went too far. Yeah. But there are many pe- people who just, you know, I don't know. They don't do fraud, but they also don't give a yeah. shit. And I think... Truth. And it's it's really I mean okay students again I, I don't think it's okay even when students do no. it at an undergrad level but it's and I think because the stakes are not clear to you right I think especially in our discipline now of course if you're doing cancer research and you're lying that's gonna like have an impact right mm-hmm. maybe they don't care either who knows I'm not you know mm-hmm. but it's for us it's not obvious what the impact of what you're doing is right so mm-hmm. it's so much easier to bullshit your way just to get a publication but sometimes yeah. I do think about you know so. Like I am helping like somebody with this project where I have to read like clinical interviews of people who mm-hmm. have um, ADHD and you see a, a number of times it will come up where like during the interview, this this person who was like a kid at the time when they were, you know, coming into these sessions and stuff will say things like, oh, like I read the questionnaire and mm-hmm. and their idea of what it means to have ADHD was sort of informed by reading those questions right oh i like oh this is what it means this is what it means right mm-hmm. like I, I do i have these symptoms versus not and to me it's like yeah like the work that we do is not like it's it's much harder to measure mm-hmm. but but it does affect the way people maybe think about mm-hmm. either clinical conditions that they have or even just normal psychological things right if there's new research yep. that comes about you know, how memory works or like, what, what, what does deja vu mean, right? If you have too much, right? Like we affect mm-hmm. how people sort of their realities in some way, right? Even if it's not yeah. a, a reality out there. And it's it, it should be thought of as a responsibility, even though it's not very clear, right? The stakes yeah. don't seem that obvious, right? I think maybe maybe there's a way to make it a bit more 
obvious, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. But I guess some people don't feel this responsibility. You know, right. I think that's just it. They don't, or yeah. or they don't care about it. They're just, yeah. anyway, but those are really, I think that's a real vice, you know, that's really yeah. of all of these things, one of yeah. the most severe ones. The worst, ones, probably the worst as a scientist, right? The yeah. worst, but, yeah. but I also, I mean, it's, you know, it would be super naive to think, okay, so there are a bunch of these students who do this and mm-hmm. then we should put these, this paper in the show notes because people should read it and then they're <laughs> scared about what their students are doing. <laughs> well, but anyway, now, Ch- now ChatGPT is going to do everything for them. So yeah, yeah. no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they just have easier ways to, right. to cheat if they want to, but, yeah. but okay. So there's a bunch of students who do this sometimes. And the number, I think, honestly, I mean, because what, what I found interesting about it, we had an experience like this uh, we had students commit fraud oh. um, say th- or say they collected data but they made it up because wow. I mean in that case it was actually I think our fault to a certain extent we let them make a questionnaire they made something way too long they couldn't find any volunteers to fill it out mm-hmm. and it was a class assignment and we couldn't let them we didn't didn't have money to pay them hmm. so it was just a bad like looking back I was just young and it was just you know as a teacher yeah. was involved in this course and we thought Sure, we'll do it like this. It will work out. We didn't think it through. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely our responsibility. But nevertheless, nobody said, hey, you know, this is turning out to be way too much work. No, they just said, here's the data. You know, they could have just said, like, are you sure you want us to do this? Because this is like not working. You know, I mean, anyway, you could maybe speak out. Uh, oh, that is so difficult fascinating. It is. it is very difficult. And I'm sure a lot of students maybe wouldn't. Right. Like they're not in a position to realize that that was too hard of an ask. Right. To them, it must be like, oh, if they're asking me, must be a legitimate ask. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, it, I'm, it might be I you know, doing something wrong, right? Yeah. It's basically the Milgram experiment, but then on your own students uh, and without being an experiment. But it's just like a be- an obedience, obedience study, thing. Yeah. 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 But, but oh, anyway, man. I mean, so that happened, you know. I had a class where it happened. Under the right conditions, people will just do it. But who's to say that all these people committing fraud aren't in the same position where they would say, exactly. hey, it's the system of the science that's set up this way. Where oh, I'm, exactly. you know, right. Exactly. So, so, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the number of students who do it is actually relatively large. And then thinking that those people magically never become a PhD student or never become a full professor, even that just seems too naive, you know, yeah. and, and of course the fraud cases show, but, but, you know, if these numbers are correct, then the number of people who have this attitude is scarily higher. And I'm sure that we filter it out, right. um, but it, then it's high. Hmm. And it's time, yeah. But then, okay, so then coming, sort of wrapping this up, Daniel, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, how do we, mm-hmm. you know, we, I mean, yeah. we read, you know, the quote by Meal at the beginning where he's talking more about sort of methodological, also caring about the truth, but from a very sort of methodological perspective of like, hey, are you doing a severe test or, you know, mm-hmm. not making ad hoc explanations, um, all these type of things. And he does end with like, oh, you know, he'll, we'll leave it for another time, like constructive su- suggestions for how the behavior scientist can improve his situation. Yeah. What do you think we can do to improve his situation? Sh- should I start? I mean, yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, with these students who don't care, I already said, like, I don't think everybody goes through uh, to, to becoming a scientist. So I think we select in mm. some ways, you know, and, and you could even say, like, you know, uh, scientists love to complain that we don't make a lot of money compared to some yeah. other industries. I, I don't know how bad it is, actually. I mean, I have no reason to complain. But anyway, um, 
maybe we shouldn't make it too attractive because they, uh, anyway, it's a selection process. So because nice. we're now talking, you're speaking my language, but I'm, but I'm sure there are people who disagree with us who would be like, maybe, no, they maybe. should be compensated and which they yeah. should be. I'm not. No, nobody's saying they shouldn't be compensated. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah. they shouldn't yeah. suffer. You know, yeah. we shouldn't make it too bad. But, but I think, um, yeah, because if you think about it, this is all. Many things are related. I think to personality disposition. So those are fixed. Those those people are, and that's what? what I think to a certain extent. Those people you, are what they are. So the only thing you can do is wow, select. That's a, that's a very fixed mindset about personality, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Li- liar's gonna lie. Haters gonna hate. No. I don't know. Uh, no, maybe they'll change. But anyway, um, I think when you talk about some of these vices, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, selecting people is, is one thing you can do. Right. And incentivizing the right thing, right? The good behaviors, because why else would we have a system where you can you can get really far, right? There's some some something yeah. must be wrong where people can get so far when they're just mm-hmm. making shit up and they don't care about the truth. Like yeah. something is not right yeah. in the system. I don't know how to change it, but yeah. um yeah. 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 But but talking about it is also a very good first point. So I mean I don't want to just, you know, kick every student out who doesn't like with your growth uh, mindset uh, <laughs> yeah. idea. I, I think people might realize like, oh wait, this is what I was doing is actually not right. right. So we should definitely educate people about yeah. ethics. Definitely not the yeah. most popular course uh, in mm, my experience. Yeah. It's not the one that students really like, but okay, we train them, we teach them exactly why it's so important what they do, what right. their responsibilities are, and then yeah then we i don't know select the people who actually care about it because if you don't care we have a problem we have a problem and i mean yeah especially things like right if you come from other places like even things like plagiarism i mean we didn't you know when i was in school i mean plagiarism was not something you ever talked about and it was come you know like you Mm -hmm. copy my notes i copy or everybody copies everybody else's notes it wasn't a thing right Mm -hmm. but so Mm -hmm. you so i think educating people is like really really important um yeah and then the select, yeah. And I think, you know, and and making sure that the carrot is not, you know, is the truth, right? The, yeah. the, the carrot that people are after is not money or fame mm-hmm. or fancy mm-hmm. jobs, but, but you know, contributing mm-hmm. to, to real knowledge, yeah. right? But, yeah. but maybe to satisfy your desire for self-development a little bit, I think all of us, I mean, I, well, let me start with myself, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just have some role models in science where I feel like I wish I was more like those people, you know, really? there are some people, yeah, mm. of course. I mean, um, I mean, but there's uh, yeah, some- I don't know why I'm saying really, like, really, but, but I'm, I mean, I'd, I'd be curious <laughs> to know who they are. That's yeah, very I don't nice. know. I would yeah. make them feel, uh, well, why not? I mean, I'll, I'll mention one. So yeah. I like, uh, there's a person also very interested in, um, open science, Dorothy Bishop. I mean, she mm, just recently mm-hmm, retired, mm-hmm. but that's somebody, I mean, if I look at somebody like this, right. I'm just like, I wish I was just more like mm. this person in some ways, you know, yeah. in some ways I was like, and, and. I do think you can train and develop. Yeah. I don't have to accept the, the divide between some right. of the things that I currently do and that I see somebody else do where I'm like, that's just so much better. Yeah. Um. So so anyway, some sort of development, you know? Yeah. Growth mindset Help, is what you're talking about. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But helping, helping people develop into becoming yes. yeah, the person that they see as a role model. But that's, it is so tough like some of these things that i do that annoy me are just so tough so difficult not to yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And having the right role models is important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Making sure we're promoting the right because that's and it's so it's so interesting that you say because I remember in my first year at grad school I was talking to like an a, like a, somebody that was like a, like many years ahead of me as a grad student and he mentioned another grad student at a different university. Mm-hmm. and said like oh you shouldn't compare yourself to him like he's so productive or whatever like don't compare yourself to him and i remember <laughs> thinking why would i compare myself to him right like mm-hmm. to me it's always felt such a weird thing because i'm like oh if, if you see somebody that's doing things you want to do shouldn't you be like oh let me try to be more like that right let me see mm-hmm. what they're doing so i can emulate it um if they're, if they're doing something that i admire and respect and right instead of trying to compare yourself to them like what, what good will that do but I yeah, think, so you not know. not compare yourself and being like, okay, I am not there. I'm comparing myself. I'm not there. But being inspired by or inspired, taking as a exactly. Role model. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think that's I think that's great. And I think if we mm. could yeah promote more people with the kind of values that we think are important, right? Um, yeah, I think that yeah. that will be useful. Yeah, very good starting point to yeah. do. Uh, and and actually interesting to think a bit more about in the future because yeah, there's some thoughts like I don't always think we do this for example like do we um but i yeah honestly i'm not sure i have many other things that i can think of in terms of recommendations to improve oh i I thought you were just gonna say many things that i need to improve about myself oh no no oh there's (laughs) because you know you're already there no 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 you you have no role models because oh i have many no no i have many many role models (laughs) a a lot of them and people i I mean you're one of them a lot of people a lot of just i mean i've been very lucky i will say very lucky Mm. to you know to have people that I just respect and admire that I'm always like, yeah, I need to. And that's one of, to me, it's the most exciting thing about being in academia, right? You're surrounded mm-hmm. by just like wonderful, like thoughtful, brilliant mm-hmm. people and that sort of push your thinking and sort of inspire totally. you to do a better job. And I think it's it's such, it's, you know, when people sort of trash academia, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. there are things about mm-hmm. it that are not great. I will not say my experience has been all like perfect, but it is such a wonderful place to be. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it is just mm-hmm. wonderful, magical place, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and in this sense, it is the development actually that makes it so super nice, yeah. you know, yeah. to be so maybe yeah, accepting that you're not always there. That's right. a good starting point. Yeah. And then identifying where you want to go and then, yeah, working hard towards getting there. It's not easy, but, right. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And that's a great way to think about it, right? Like, I mean, as, as a dis- like as scientist, like as a, you know, in academia, our goal is to like keep getting closer and closer to the truth. So we try to sort of eliminate the things that we think are not true anymore as we learn more. So even as scientists, we should be like, okay, there are things that we do and maybe some dispositions or behaviors that we have that are not great. Let's figure out what those are so we can work our way towards mm. eliminating them and, you know, getting better. Sounds closer like to the plan. truth. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nullius in Verba. Our theme song is Newton's Cradle by Grand Brothers. If you have any thoughts, feedback, or comments you'd like to share, you can reach us over email at nulliusinverbapod at gmail.com or our social media accounts at Mastodon or Twitter. In this episode, we explored various intellectual vices, reflected on some of our own vices, and discussed what we can do to avoid them. In the next episode, we will discuss quantification, a neologism for how numbers are taken seriously even when they are computed through a meaningless procedure. We hope you will join us.